North Park Church, thank you for inviting us into your home today or wherever you're watching this online worship experience. I'm Pastor Anthony, and it is an honor to be with you today. So why don't you secure your Bible or your YouVersion Bible app, go to the menu, hit Live Events, type in North Park Church, and all of today's scriptures and notes will be right there for you. Let's dive into God's Word together today as we continue our series, Christ in Me. in this series, Christ in Me, and we've been talking about what it means to truly know Jesus and have this intimate personal relationship with Him. You know, Jesus has made it so simple for us. We make this thing way too complicated. When we look at God's Word, we can see that there's so much to read and so much to learn and absorb, understand, apply it, and then do our best to share it with other people. It can often become very overwhelming. And so Jesus basically made it very simple for us. And I just want to narrow this entire thing down in a couple of words. Here's what Jesus said. We are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then he said the second thing is like that, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. And she says, if we can get that right, then everything else will kind of fall into place. So if we'll just love God and love others, um, we can truly follow Jesus and apply His Word in these different areas of our life. So we're just simplifying it today and understanding what it means to love God and love others. But as we've been saying over the last few weeks, I don't think you'll ever really love your neighbor as yourself until you first understand what it means to love Him. And you're not going to truly love Him until you know Him. And you're not going to know Him, you're not going to know Jesus until you really walk with Him every single day of your life. So we're just learning what it means to walk this faith out and walk with Jesus. In the Bible, Jesus gave us some statements that I think help us understand more about who He is. I think He reveals His character in many of these statements. And so we've been just kind of diving into each of these statements each week as we're learning more about Him. And here are some of those statements. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the door. He said, I'm the good shepherd. He said, I am the resurrection and the life, the true vine, the great I am. And today, we're going to specifically look at the phrase, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, it comes from John chapter 14, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 6. This is what God's Word says, Don't let your heart be troubled. And that's a powerful verse for me to speak over some of you today, okay? So let me just speak this over your life, and I just want you to absorb this today. I want you to hold on to it. I want you to let it find root in your heart where it can grow. And here's what he says, Don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you know the way to where I am going. 
Now, he's talking to his disciples, and Thomas, we know him as doubting Thomas, because he's always asking these questions and always wanting proof and evidence for what he believes. In verse 5, he says, No, we don't, Lord. We have no idea where you're going, so how can we know the way? So Jesus is about to tell him what the way is. And here's what Jesus says in verse 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And no one can come to the Father except through me. Now think about that statement. If you want to go to heaven, if you want to rejoice around the throne of God for all eternity, if you want to get to God, you have to go through me. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Basically what he's saying is, is I am the only way. And I am the only truth. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's a powerful and a bold statement that Jesus makes to his followers and to us in John chapter 14. Now, a lot of people will hear that and they'll ask this question. And maybe you've thought about this question. And we're going to talk about this question today. And here it is. Is Christianity too narrow? Is Christianity too narrow? too narrow. Now we're blessed to have a lot of sports teams in our area. I'm not saying we have a lot of great sport teams, but we have a lot of great sports teams in our area. Now if I stood here today and said, if you don't turn and cheer for the Wolfpack, you're pretty much doomed. Now you probably would say, if I do cheer for the Wolfpack, I'd be pretty much doomed. But you might would also ask some questions like, Who are you to tell me what team to pull for? Who are you to tell me who to vote for? Who are you to tell me how to live my life? Who are you to tell me what choices that I should make? After all, we are free to make our own decisions. But here's the thing. The Bible is very specific about so many things in our life. And when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes through the Father except through me. He's saying, I am the only way to Jesus. And that's a bold statement. You know, there's so much diversity and so many beliefs and so many faiths in our world. How can one religion claim to have the market on truth? How can one religion claim to have the market on truth. Well, we're going to dive into some of that today. And I believe that through the Word of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that God gives us answers to those questions. I think we can have knowledge and answers for the belief that we have, the faith that we possess. And I think God reveals Himself through um, His Word. He reveals Himself through His people, and He reveals Himself through His Son, Jesus. Now, let's dive into this today and look at some verses of Scripture together that I think will help us. And we're going to start with John 3.16 and verse 17. And these verses are very familiar to us. Even if you've not been around church very long, you know these verses. You have reference of these verses. And this is what it says. For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son so that everyone who believes in Him That's important. And if you're taking notes, underline that. So that everyone who believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17 continues, God sent 
his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. So the plan of salvation, God's plan to redeem the world was through Jesus. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me because he was God's answer to the sin that was in the world. His redemption plan is fulfilled through his son Jesus and him alone. Several years ago, we had a lot of college students at our church and, and, and a few of them actually left because they felt like Christianity was just too restrictive, too narrow. And in their minds, we're all traveling different paths. And though we call him by different names, all of those are leading us to the same place. And so maybe Muslims might be on their path, Hindus might be on their path, Buddhists might be on their path. But at the end of the journey, we're all going to end up in the same place. All right, let me just be very clear. The reality is that is not true. All religions are not the same. All religions are not the same. In fact, religion is humanity's attempt to reach God. Religion is humanity's attempt to reach God. But Christianity is God's attempt to reach humanity. Christianity is God's attempt to reach Humanity. The truth is, Christian is Christianity is narrow. Now, let me let that sink for a second, right? Christianity is narrow. In fact, Jesus himself said in Matthew 7, 13 and 14, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. He called it a narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few find it. But don't miss this. While the gate may be narrow, the invitation is wide. Think about that. While the gate may be narrow, the invitation is very wide. And while it may sound exclusive, it's actually the opposite. It's actually the most inclusive invitation that's ever been given to anyone anywhere. I mean, he gave his one and only son so that everyone, that's why I had you, that's why I had you underline that a few moments ago, so that everyone who believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. So this is an invitation that's open to everyone. Revelation 22 and 17 says this, the spirit and the bride Say, come, let anyone who hears this say, come, let anyone who is thirsty come, let anyone who desires to drink freely from the water of life come. So in, in essence, the door is open and the invitation is extended to everyone. This is an invitation for me. It's an invitation for you. It's an invitation for us all. Now you might think, well, pastor, if, if we say Jesus is the only way, don't we seem intolerant? Now, we use that word a lot in our society today. Tolerant versus intolerant. For some reason, I think we've become afraid of so many things. And I think we've, we've become afraid of standing on truth and proclaiming the truth because the truth is not always popular. Now, I completely, completely believe that we should love everyone and we should just 
I'm talking about wrap our arms around people and demonstrate the love of Jesus to everyone regardless of what they believe or stance that they may take. That is a very important thing for us to do. We need to love other people. And at the same time, we need to stand on the truth that Jesus is the way, that He is the truth, and that He is the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through Him. Maybe you would even begin to think, I don't want to impose my thoughts on other people. I don't want to be labeled as intolerant. Who am I to say what's right and, and, and what's not right? Now, let's think about this. What if we were in a car together and I was driving this car and I pulled out and instead of driving on the right side of the road, I'm driving on the left side of the road. And, and you look at me and, and you say, dude, you, you're driving on the wrong side of the road. And I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. Who are you to get in the car and tell me which side of the road that I should drive on? And you might say, because that's, that's, you're going to get in trouble. Like you're, you're going you're gonna to get hurt. You're going to hurt somebody else. And I may go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like who are you to define for me? I pay taxes on this on the entire road. Why should I just drive on that one side when I can clearly drive on this side of the road if I want to? And, and you might look at me and, and say, you've lost your mind, right? Like, this is the way that we should be driving if we're going to be in this car. Otherwise, what are you going to do? You're probably going to get out of the car. Now, what if you didn't tell me the truth? Well, what if you just kept that all to yourself, even though you knew I was doing the wrong thing, even if you knew I was going down the wrong path, even if you knew that I was putting myself and others in harm's way, what if you just kept quiet about it? What if you just kind of kept your mouth shut and let me kind of figure it out on my own? Well, what's likely to happen is I could really get hurt or even worse, really hurt someone else. Let me ask you this question. Is it intolerant of you to tell me the truth? Is it unfair for you to tell me the truth? I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's helpful. I think it's necessary that you tell me the truth. I think it's beautiful if you tell me the truth. See, narrow doesn't mean that Christianity lacks grace. Jesus, full of grace. Jesus, also full of truth. Truth and grace go hand in hand. And I think a lot of times we think they battle, but the reality is they go together. Jesus spoke truth and it seemed narrow to people. But Jesus was filled with grace and it was a wide open door. And he proved it. He proved it with his life. He proved it the way that he loved others. He proved it with his death and he absolutely proved it with his resurrection. And that saved me. And that saved you. And it saved your loved ones. And it saves those who are lost and who are without Him. See, maybe you don't feel included in this. Maybe you feel excluded. Maybe you feel like this isn't for you because you're not squeaky clean. I tell you, there's one requirement to really accept what we're talking about today. And that is to recognize that you were messed up and that you desperately need Him. And when you come to that place, He saves you too. So yes, it is a narrow gate. He is the way, the only way, the truth, the only truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through Him. But the invitation is so wide. It's for me, it's for you, it's, it's for us all. And for you to have that personal relationship, to know Him, all you have to do is confess your sins. And the Bible says that He's faithful and He's just, and He will forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from unrighteousness. And so today, I invite you to make that decision. To say, you know what? I've been trying this in my own way for way too long and I failed. And I'm ready to take my life and my future and put it in the hands of Jesus and trust Him to be my Lord and Savior. And if you're ready to make that decision, I invite you to pray this prayer with me right now. It just simply says, Dear Jesus, I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. I invite you to be the Lord of my life. I confess that I'm a sinner and I need your grace and I ask you to wash me, cleanse me, and set me free and give me strength to live this life for you. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray, amen. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. If this is your first online worship experience, we invite you to head over to northparkrdu.com. There's a few opportunities there for you. We'd love for you to click that digital connect card. We wanna learn more about you and we wanna get you plugged in to the great things happening at North Park Church. And one way that we can do that is through our life groups. If you would like more information about how you can be connected with a group of people who will walk this journey with you, uh, and where we can truly discover life together. We believe that life change happens in the context of meaningful relationships, and those life groups are a great place for you to start and find those types of relationships. So we invite you to discover more at northparkrdu.com. And finally, if you would like for someone to join with you and pray, we would love to pray about anything going on in your life because we know that bold prayer honors God and God honors bold prayer. So trust us enough. Hit that prayer request button and let's agree together for God's best in your life. Thanks for joining us today. And if you'd like to make a financial contribution today, if you'd like to invest in the mission to build lifelong followers of Jesus, just hit that online giving button. And we want to thank you in advance for your generosity and your commitment to blessing this city, this state, and this world. We love you guys. We're so glad to partner with you. And I want you to remember today that you are loved and we are cheering you on.